Pumba. Hey, Glory. It's not about performance. It's not about externalism. That's the religious devil. Charismatic performance is the religious devil. Even the gifts of the spirit. How can you say that? I say that because Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 because the Corinthians were using the gifts in performance to find their value in the charismatic gifts instead of love. They had left their first love and became slaves of the gifts. Oh my goodness, is that the problem in the world? Pretty much sums it up. What's wrong with the charismatic church? They find their identity still in their works and not love. They still have grave clothes on. The grave clothes is the mummification of the religious spirit. Finding your identity in the prince of the power of the air who requires performance instead of God who requires just love. <laughs> Charismatic workers of iniquity, and we're not mad at you. It's just you're totally bewitched by Satan. Totally gone and mummified in the gifts of the Spirit. Mummified. Performers. Even satanic evangelism, when you make one convert through your, I don't want to name names, but Todd White evangelism, you make him twice the son of Satan that you are. And how dare you say that? No, I have authority to say that because you are completely and totally dead wrong and mummified in religion. And if I haven't already dealt with like 10,000 of these slaves of the gifts, I'd say maybe there's something there. Maybe Todd White's right. No, he's completely and totally wrong. Totally wrong. And the charismatic church is completely and totally wrong. Are you the only one that's right? No, Christ is the only one that's right. Christ in you. Not serving he who's in the world with suck-up anointing. How much did you use your gifts? How much did you use your talents? How much did you use your brain? You know how many people manifest on me every day when I quote scripture saying, it's not about the carnal mind or the brain. Carnal means the flesh of the mind, the brain. They didn't have the terminology 2,000 years ago for brain, so in the Bible they called it carnal mind, referring 100% of the brain. In Aramaic, they didn't have the terminology brain. They had place of the skull. That's where he was crucified, at the brain. The brain of mankind is where Jesus died. Almost none of you have died in the place of the brain. Otherwise, you'd have a fountain of glory coming out of your belly. And you'd have the solutions to every problem in the world. And you'd have everything you say. Because you'd never speak a word except from Christ in you. And that's what the angels obey. The Word of God. Of Christ, the Word of God. Is Christ the Word of God? Where is He? In your belly. Why don't you walk in it? Because you're carnal. Because you still got that performance religious thing on your brain and you're not dead with Him. Go through the cross and completely die to your brain and live to Christ. Dead to self, this is the place of self. 
That's why an overcomer is stamped with the name of Jesus Christ and God the Father on their forehead, the book of Revelation says, because they're not serving self. Religion is selfishness. It's narcissistic. And it pretends to be about loving others. Oh, look at all the stuff I did. Volunteered in the soup kitchen. Gave all this crap for toys for tots. And we love people. But I'm telling you, God sees the heart. And if you're not doing it in the spirit, you're a whitewashed tomb. Even the Bilderberg group and the warlocks and sorcerers of Babylon the Great do philanthropy and go to hell. It's humanistic. It doesn't require Christ. It doesn't require the Holy Spirit. It's being a whitewashed tomb. You can be a whitewashed tomb and operate in all the gifts of the Spirit. That's why Paul rebuked the Corinthians and said, It's about love. Even if we speak in the tongues of angels and have not love, we're a clanging symbol. And then we don't understand love because God is love and we're into works and we're bewitched in our carnal minds serving the religious devil that requires performance. <laughs> and God's the disciplinarian and he's trying to get that thing off your head that you think is him but is actually Satan. And you're never good enough. You can never read the Bible enough and you never can use your gifts enough and you're always jealous and at strife one against another. That person's got more gifts. I gotta give them $10,000, go to their school and learn the gifts. Oh, that person raises the dead. I'm gonna spend $10,000, sell my house and go learn how to raise the dead from them. You know that none of that matters? None of those performance works matter? Do you know that God is able to do that through anyone if you just stay in love? Faith like a child. Well, you can't sell that. I know, that's why no one walks in it, teaches it. Everyone's a salesman in Babylon the Great, and it's about marketing and making money. It's about ensnaring souls in Babylon the Great. You can ensnare souls with ministry gifts, even prophecy, interpretation. All the gifts of the Spirit are bought and sold in every charismatic church in the entire world right now. They have schools, online schools everywhere, even charging people to watch on YouTube Live. Have to buy the MP3 now on iTunes podcast. Are they not the whore of Babylon that have turned my father's house into a marketplace by selling the gifts of the Spirit and even selling their revelations? Is it not the most diabolical scheme of all time? Do you people tolerate the persons of the wicked? Do you trade on human souls or the sea of glass? Are you Babylonian or Christian? Seriously. Because of this whole marketing agenda and this whole diabolical scheme to use the gifts to ensnare the nations, the same exact thing the Corinthians did, that's why Paul rebuked them, the same exact thing all of you have done, and that's why I rebuke you, because it's demoniacal. It's as evil and sick and twisted as you can get after you're, you're a born-again Christian, what the charismatic church has become. And there's hope in returning to love. Same exact hope Paul brought to the Corinthian church. Guys, listen, don't, do not forbid speaking in tongues, but make sure you keep it about love. Because I'm telling you, we read that book of Revelation, and there's a beast, 
there's a false prophet and there's a red dragon that has frogs coming out of their mouths that perform every healing miracle sign and wonder which is the full whoring of Christianity to Satan by the nations. That's the full whoring of your whole heart and your whole brain and not developing your spirit and not being God inside minded. The whole trampling of the human spirit underfoot by charismatic works. It's true. And Jesus writes about it in the book of Revelation that you can go that far, and he knew, he knew, because that's the nature of man. That's the serpent nature of a human being. That you will use it for self, for your own economic gain, for your own personal gain, and not for the kingdom, and not for Christ. Paul says many times that very few have Christ's interest in mind. Almost all of them labor for themselves. Paul said that. It was true in his day. It's true in my day. Very few have the kingdom interests in mind. They would never act the way they act. We've been sued by Rick Pino. Uh, all these ministries, I mean, there are. John Crowder did everything he could in his legal power to shut down Red Letter Ministries and destroy us from the face of the earth. And I forgive him. I re- forgive John Crowder. I forgive Rick Pino. I forgive Ian Clayton. I forgive. All these ministers that came against us and did everything in their power to destroy us from the face of the earth. These are people that hardened their hearts and wouldn't go lower to obey Christ perfectly and are still salesmen and still copyright and are still Babylonian. I tell you the truth, the whole charismatic church is guilty and we're not going to beat them up. We're going to wash them and we're going to forgive them. And it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Because they think what they're doing is okay. I got electric bills to pay. You know, I got I got bills, man. And it's like, well, even the sparrows are fed. So you're telling me you don't believe in Jesus. Or maybe your heart is so sick from serving Jezebel, the false Jesus of the air, you've never known Jehovah Jireh within your own spiritual stomach, the rivers of life. You've never known the new covenant, and you're still old covenant bewitched. So that's how you can have understanding to forgive all your murderers, all your accusers, day after day, month after month, year after year. Amen? And the thing about it is, is as a mature Christian, and if you want to go to the next degree of glory, you have to walk in a greater love, forgiving them seven times, seventy times, every single day when they sin against you, because they themselves are not willing to sacrifice mammon in their hearts, but you are. That's what makes you great in the kingdom and them nothing. Most of these people in full-time ministry are nothing in the kingdom because they're salesmen. They sell their gifts. They had a gift and they used it for themselves and not for Christ. That's 99% of Christians in full-time ministry. If it were not true, I'd be happy to tell you it's everyone is about Christ's interests. Everyone's about the kingdom. Oh, it's all fine and dandy could not be more opposite than that. These people do not have Christ's interests in mind. Otherwise, they would not mistreat the predestined, foreordained sons of God. They would not treat us like garbage and sue us and do everything they can to smear our names across the whole earth as garbage and as the devil 
making up stories about us to turn everyone they know against us. These people have told hundreds of thousands of people that I've had sex with Jesus and were about sodomy with the angels and sodomy with Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what these people say about us. People in full-time ministry, even in the drunken glory, they are so desperate to destroy us from the face of the earth because we serve Christ perfectly and have only Christ's interests in mind. It's true. We could have done anything. I could be living in a mansion on the ocean that my dad's owned for 20 years. He's been down there for 20 years. He's in my, he says, you, you got to be crazy to not be living on the beach with me. To, act, to sacrifice everything, to live in hell, surrounded by gunshots and crack dealers. And it's like, I'm not crazy. I'm in love, and I must obey my Father in heaven, and not my earthly Father, and I love Him perfectly. I mean, there are so many opportunities to have it easy, and do the easy thing, and people would be like, that's a logical, reasonable choice. You should make that decision to have a comfortable life, and it doesn't, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you don't need to sacrifice everything for God. Be lukewarm like me. Have the same amount of fruit that I have. And I'm like, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to be like you. There's not a chance in hell I'm going to disobey God. No. I came out of death. I was raised from the dead at age 18 in the glory, 10,000 watts. And I was serious. All of you, God, none of me. And I followed through for 19 years through all opposition in the whole world. I'm not going to make a contract with the damned and dead in the city Egypt now, having come this far. Oh, yeah, let's do a reality show. Let's do a newspaper show. Here, let's water it down and do the, this radio show. And it's like, well, you just compromise a little bit. Do you have to be so extreme? It's not extreme, it's just kingdom, and you're Babylonian. You have one foot still in hell and think it's okay because you've never seen anyone raise a standard of perfect holiness. But unless we raise a standard of perfect holiness, there will be no floods from below and no floods from above, as it was in the days of Noah. Noah, a preacher of righteousness, raised a standard and drowned the world. It is written. That's scripture. You have to raise a perfect standard. Those are the temptations and the attacks of the dead and the damned along the way. Every voice through every unrenewed mind, every religious temptation is that you stop going further in spiritual growth. Otherwise, you're going to set California free. You're going to set New York free. You're going to set Illinois free. You'll set Florida and Washington free. You'll set the whole world free. That's what the temptations of the religious spirits are. And they'll do anything they can to slow your spiritual progress. But once you realize there's a fountain of Christ within you, it's game over. You're not going to abort the divine child, commit abortion with Jesus, and go back into serving your own ego, serving your own flesh, after having tasted of the glory and the power of the age to come. God forbid after tasting the glory and even the new covenant of being a temple of the Holy Spirit, that we go back into the world and serve demons. God forbid. We know there's nothing there. It's all a lie. Hallelujah. It's good, huh? Holiness, so strong and so strict. 
that when I hang out with people that think they're right with God, they question their own salvation. Happened today. I'll hang out with people that are the most radical Christians, that are the leaders of thousands. And after hanging out with me, they wonder if they're even saved. And I'm not boasting in that. I'm just telling you, there's a standard here that will scare the living hell out of you. There is a a depth here of commitment to God the Father through the ancient of days, of the last six, six days, of everything God's done in the six days of the fall. There's a level of commitment here that is so perfect and so deep that it reverses the curse through the bowels of the earth. This surface stuff in your head that you think you're right through prayer and fasting, that you haven't done anything overtly wrong, it's not necessarily about not sinning. It's actually about total divine metamorphosis of the heart and mind in the hidden person of the heart. That everything in you is Jesus Christ and Him crucified to death. How deep is your heart? How high is your mind? You can go lower and you can go higher. And you can go wider and you can bear much more fruit. And together we will fill the universe with the fruitfulness of the tree of life. Amen? Amen. A lot of you have a lot of catching up to do. You're brand new to waking up to Christ within you. Most of you have just tolerated this message and thought, you know, Brandon's a minister of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, sonship is so other than what you've learned in charismania in your human brain. You will have to set the reset button on everything from your heart up back to zero and go back down into the bowels of compassion, open them up, and be 100% in the Spirit, rich treasury of glory, and 0% in your brain because the flesh or the carnal mind counts for nothing, absolutely nothing. Everything in there has to be washed. This is the outer court, this is the inner court, and your spirit, your belly is the holy place. Unless you live from the holy of holies of Christ within your holy place stomach, everything in your life is a lie, and you've labored in vain. So restart, reset, get the glory schools, redlettermen.com, everything's free, and you will learn the perfect ways of God. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.